salad at the movies. I'm a vegetarian, sir. I won't touch popcorn. I feel like an Obama's practice number. Frank knows so little, it's hard to keep up with how much he doesn't know. The last steak I ate, I cut out of a magazine. Dancing, barbecuing live animals? It's paganism, that's what it is. Oh, go ahead, joke. I'm in trouble up to my what's One more chewing out and my belly button will cave in. I may be losing my mind. Don't fight it, Henry. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as usual are my good pals, Al. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and Simon. A gentleman. And again, joining us is our wonderful guest host listener, Rick Pete. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 14, Private Charles Lamb. It's the 62nd episode overall. Directed by High Averback, written by Sid Dorfman, production code is B310, and the original air date is December 31st, 1974. Uh, oh, uh, sir, there's a Colonel Andropolis to see you. Well, do we know any Andropolises? Andropoli? He's with the Greek army. Has he got a problem? Does he look like trouble? Uh, no, sir, he looks pleasant enough. All right, show him in, Radar. Oh, yes, sir. This way, sir. Colonel Blake? Yes, sir. Colonel Anthropolis, sir. I am most grateful for the treatment my men have received at your hospital. Well, we aim to please, sir. Can I offer you a drink? Thank you. Uh-oh. I'm afraid the cupboard's a little bare. Someone's been coming through the rye here. Oh, a drink is not necessary, Colonel. Oh, well, I usually wait till noon myself. I just... Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's some gin. Have you ever tried Uzo? It's a Greek liquor. Oh, yes, I did. I had a few down in Seoul one night. Tried to go to sleep in a wastebasket. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, well, here's looking up your old address. Our Greek Easter, Colonel, is this coming Sunday. Oh, well, happy uh, Athens. <laughs> for those of my men still in hospital here, I have arranged for certain delicacies to be airlifted from Greece. Oh, that's nice. Your people are invited to share them with us. Oh, well, that's very kind, sir. Uh, Sunday. Uh, uh, fine, good. I'll just uh, cancel the film on the history of athletes' foot. Good. It's right there. <clears throat> delicacies. Uh, grape leaves, lamb, msaka. Uzo? Oh, a bathtub full. <laughs> well, I'll practice keeping my head underwater. <laughs> uh, I am afraid you take calls, Colonel. Good day, and thank you. Okay, so, plot summary for this episode. Greek Colonel Andropolis provides the 4077th with food and drink for an Easter celebration, but soft-hearted Radar rescues the main course, a live lamb, from the spit. Meanwhile, enlisted man Chapman shoots himself in the foot to get out of the army, mistakes Frank for Father Mulcahy, and confesses enraging Frank. I'm your relief. Oh, they couldn't get a doctor, right? A word about today's lunch. Don't. It's called Army Surprise. Yesterday's corned beef hash rehashed in Hearts of Helmet salad. Ugh. Here you go. 
Which end are you blowing? That kid over there, the one whose leg you did, yeah. Chapman, yeah. the arterial reconstruction. Yeah. Wound was self-inflicted. You noticed? The powder burns, the angle. For anyone to shoot him that close, they'd have to both be standing inside the same uniform. When are they going to put out a manual for these kids on how to self-inflict? Think Frank knows? And Frank knows so little, it's hard to keep up with how much he doesn't know. I don't think he knows. He'd had to get up on charges in a flash. Well, that's his job, is that Fink? To report everything in his sphincter. Lunch is NG, huh? Only if taken internally. How do you feel? Better. You're a lucky boy, you know? That bullet had gone a half an inch the other way, you could have lost your leg. Good thing the guy that hit you wasn't that great a shot. Yeah. The cold can really mess up a guy's aim, you know? The cold, anxiety, fear. You, you really know a lot about things, don't you? People. Well, that comes from opening them up and peeking inside. You get back at the line, try not to let the same guy shoot you again. I think he's looking to hurt you. Right. Also, we need the bed space for serious cases, hemorrhoids, hangnails, like that. Okay. We had uh, we had a couple of guest stars on this episode. Some pretty difficult names too. Let me tell you, we had Titos Vandis as Colonel Andropoulos, possibly having the best name in showbiz. Titos starred in 107 titles, including The Exorcist, and the inspiration for my new business, The Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> We also have Ted Eccles. He played Private Chapman. Ted may have one of the best surnames going, but he let himself down by ending his acting career in one episode of Quincy. Oh, man. As a cadaver. As a cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly Nakahala returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Wild music? Dancing? Barbecuing live animals? It's paganism. That's what it is. It'll turn into a bacchanal. You think so, Frank? I can see it, Colonel. Wine pouring over supple bodies, everyone engaged in debauchery and degradation. Have to climb over me to do it. Well, I'm certainly glad Major Houlihan's in Tokyo are not here to witness this. I'm glad she's not here too, Frank. This is just the first step, you know. Today, it's a lamb. Tomorrow, you'll sacrifice a virgin. In this camp? Colonel, it's extremely difficult for me to serve under these conditions and to remain as decent as I am. Let go, Frank. Rotten up like the rest of us. You leave me no choice but to register a formal complaint with Father Mulcahy about the looseness around here, the immorality. Will that make you happy, Frank? Yes! Then go. Trouble is, Father Mulcahy does have a rather unfortunate tendency to forgive people. All right, so why don't we have our guest, Rick, start us off with his thoughts on this episode. Oh, man, put me on the spot. Well. <laughs> no, you're I, on the spit. Oh. <laughs> you're not here. All right, so um, no, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I, uh, <laughs> I was really surprised about the whole lamb thing being a real live lamb. So I... I, I I thought it was pretty good. I really, I really had a fun time. I didn't quite get the whole thing. Do they have skunks in Korea? I didn't, I didn't really follow that too you much. You know, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I, I thought oh. the same thing when I watched it. Well, that's a cute little stinker, literally. But <laughs> I'm not quite sure those are uh, proliferant in. Uh, yeah, or raccoons. I don't think they have raccoons in. Yeah. Korea, yeah. Yeah. And another thing I thought about the episode was, is, I, I guess it's the first time I really thought about the fact that they had different shifts in the yeah. OR. Attention, all personnel, incoming wounded. Both surgical shifts report to the operating room. Both shifts, please. How mm-hmm. many, you know, in NASH, you only, you only see four surgeons. And so it makes you wonder, okay, how many shifts do they have? Because when they had to call both shifts in, when the grease came, I'm thinking, so are there going to be more than the four surgeons there? How's that, how's that going to work? Yeah, we, we've talked about this many a time before of how that you only ever see the four yeah. surgeons and the fact there is only one doctor's tent as well, um, which, you know, where, where are the other doctors? And uh, I suppose you just have to – I know it annoys us because we we, all, we do tend to mention it quite a lot on this podcast, but I think it's another one of those scenarios where you just have to go, nah, you know, yep. it's a TV you just, program. You just, and, yeah, you just, you just go with it. Yeah. They don't really ever say – I mean, you occasionally have like a guest doctor who's staying with them. But very rarely do we see more than just the main four. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. The, the whole story about uh, Chapman and him shooting himself. And I thought they could have done more with that. But, uh, I mean, outside of the whole Frank thing, pretending to be a priest, which, mm. which I love the idea of him going to jail for 10 or 20 years for impersonating a priest. That was classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they've had other episodes where they, where somebody had done something either self-inflicted or went AWOL or whatever, and they spend a little bit more time with yes. the person to understand what's their motivation, and they really didn't get into well, why did he do it? You know, is he was he afraid, or you know, they didn't really get into what's going on with him <clears throat> at all. I thought they were going to do that when you know Hawkeye sat down with them, you know, in post op, but then yeah, they, but it didn't materialize. Yeah, it was definitely a light B story this time around. Yeah, they they focused mainly on the lamb and radar and the Greeks. Yeah, did you? Did anybody else think that that radar was going to put the lamb down? Because he's he's got all these little test tubes and he's filling up the syringe. I'm thinking, what's he going to do with this lamb, man? Is it? Gonna... <laughs> I, I want to know how radar knows how to mix all those things together to make a knockout drug. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think invented the roofie? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I figured, you know, since he lives on a farm, that I would think that a farmer would probably know how to put an animal down that way. I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. And plus, he mm-hmm. hangs around the doctors all the time, so he must know, you know, whatever they use to knock out patients, to knock out a lamb. And he could just take it at skunk and uh, use that and knock the lamb out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to know how he knocked out the lamb managed to get it out of base, you know, was it in a crate and then shipped it off to Tokyo and then having someone ship it to his family. I wonder if it made it home. <laughs> you know, unanswered questions. But Al, what did you think of this episode? I, I thought it was okay. I, I, you know, not a, not a great episode, but definitely an entertaining episode. What I thought was cool was Frank said jackass. <laughs> What kind of a jackass do you think I am? Oh, you'd know that better than me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know that sounds silly. I know know it sounds silly. But remember, this is 1974. 
on TV and it made it past the censors. It's true. It's so probably because it's an animal. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of other animals I could mention too, but <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean it would be uh, appropriate for TV. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was a cute episode. Uh, I thought that Radar was a bit of a hypocrite because didn't we see, uh, was it this season or maybe last season, Radar going to town on a leg of lamb with Mint Jelly? Yeah. With the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Very so, true. Uh, but he didn't have to kill it. Right it wasn't now. alive. He'll eat, he eats mm. anything as long as it's dead already. So, I mean... <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm I'm partial to that too. I don't know if I'd be able to go out and kill an animal that I raised or know and yeah. and then eat it. Well, I guess so. Yeah, no kidding. That I well, maybe none of his animals get killed. Maybe they don't eat their animals. <laughs> yeah. That hamburger comes from the store. <laughs> They're just very fond of their animals, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> they do have sheep on the farm, right? So, yeah. um, when men were men, were men and sheep were frightened. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there goes our PG rating. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Um, you know what PG stands for, right? Pretty good. Um, Mr. Quang. We saw Mr. Quang assisting in the OR. Now, isn't he the bartender? <laughs> I'm not quite that's, sure I want that guy helping. That's good. Well, you know, they need help where they can get it. Yeah. Or not. That's true. That's true. Um, and, I, okay, I have a question. Maybe, Meds, you can help me out because, I mean, you're a writer. Why do the writers of this show insist on putting these type of ethnic people, you know, the Greeks, the Turks, in fake mustaches? Stupid looking oh. fake mustaches. Why? I have no idea. It's 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 just as bad as blacking somebody up, isn't it? It's so <laughs> terrible when you see it going on. I don't know. I guess it's just purely for uh, using the line of stereotypical attitude. You know, if I had a Mexican, you'd have, he'd be wearing a sombrero. If he was a French person, he'd have some onions around his neck. And if he's English, like when they did have the English army come in, they'll all up a clap twists with like very pencil thin moustaches. It's yeah, it, it is very irritating. It, it's I think it's um. It's almost like uh, treating the viewer as being thick because they can't, you know, grasp the concept. They see somebody who's foreign. So let's yeah. make it really yeah. obvious, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah because, you know, the accent is not obvious at all. <laughs> yeah. Huh, yeah. I wonder if he's from the lower east side of Manhattan. Because, <laughs> oh, wait, no, he got a mustache, so he must be Greek. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my goodness. Um, and I thought it was super funny when they delivered the uh, the, the food, the Greek food. Uh, this, this way, uh, please. Okay, uh, put him here, all civil place. Or I don't, I don't speak. Uh, thank you. Wow, Sam. You look at that beauty stuff. Well, this good food will make us sick. Our bodies can't adjust that fast after all the slop they've been feeding us. We may have to go in two or three days of garbage withdrawal. The last steak I ate, I cut out of a magazine. Stuff looks great, huh? If you'd studied it all, Radar, you'd know that the Greeks invented the edible complex. That's where a boy likes his mother's cooking better than eating out. Really? Uh... In uh, Trapper and, and Hawkeye, they're going through all the food, and, Haw and Hawkeye they're eating is, it. Yeah, they're eating it all. Well, Hawkeye could, is. He's opening every freaking bottle and jar. I know. I couldn't believe they were doing that. I'm like, yeah. come on. I know. It's like there are yeah, other it's just, people. It's just 
He's eating bread, though. It's like, come on, if you're going to eat something, well, you just got a big <laughs> chunk of bread eating anything, really. Is that the yeah. most you can go for? Well, I know, it's not like liver and he, fish or anything. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's true. I guess it was just fresh food, and, you know, they are pretty high up in the, the ranking to to eat well. True, true. Yeah. And, but uh, still, I, yeah. And I loved the introduction of Uzo. You guys ever had Uzo? Oh, high tech. <laughs> I've never, I've never had it. Never it is it. the nastiest tasting stuff. I mean, you can actually pour this stuff in a rocket, and it'll, it'll ignite the rocket. Yeah. This stuff is brutal stuff. Yeah, and, it uh, reminds me of like sake. It reminds me of yeah, sake. actually no. It's more. Yeah. I think it's even more bitter than sake. It's it's yeah, a lot. It's yeah. a lot more alcohol taste. You, you get it free. I mean, I've, I've been to. Oh, Greek islands. I've been to uh, six of them, I think. And uh, each time when you have a, a meal there, they always give you a complimentary glass of uh, ouzo, and you just look at thinking, "Oh God!" That's <laughs> because well, yeah. it's Thank a you. byproduct. It's yeah. it's a byproduct of the gasoline process. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. But I thought it was great at the end how everybody was, you know, blottoed on ouzo and and Henry, yeah. classic yeah. Henry. Uh, I gave a discharge to a sheep. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> classic, you know. Not not one of my favorite, but it was an okay. Since when does radar get drunk though? That drunk, especially. Holy cow! Well, they've been drinking Uzo. Maybe he's. Yeah, really but radar's a knee high guy. He's not a. He's not That's a true. alcohol guy. He very rarely drinks. But he, yeah, and I don't think they've introduced the grape knee high yet. At this point. That's true. No, that that this is season three. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I never even thought of that. He's always drunk grape knee high to me. But yeah, they haven't mentioned it at all. Anyways, Mads, what's what are your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I hate it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I really do. Oh good. I was That's because somebody... they use oregano. <laughs> yeah. Oregano and oh look, drunk drunk acting again at the end of the episode. That's your favorite. Yay. Oh, it's so good to see. Fra- you know, uh, I understand because, like, obviously Frank's being a total ass here, and he, you know, he's having to go to that soldier after hearing the confession, so he's pretending to be the priest. And I know that you're meant to think he's a right idiot, but uh, it just that just gripes me. Um, Rick, you brought up the thing about both shifts being needed, so we've got we've got that kind of um, question going on. Frank's insults of uh, mind your own beeswax. Playing Greek bingo, Frank. Mind your own beeswax. Always gripes me. I don't know why. I just think it's really a pathetic put. Of all the put downs you could use, it's really pathetic. But again, I suppose it's because Frank is a bit of a pathetic character. But yeah. out of all of the people that I get annoyed in this episode, is Radar. I think you're such a selfish little shit. Um, you know, <laughs> you've got you've got all these all of his his friends and his work colleagues here who, you know, have been eating liver and fish and all this kind of rubbish stuff, and they get the chance to have some really good food and uh, you know lamb. As you said, he works on a farm. Where does he think lamb comes from? Where does he think beef comes from? You know, and it's just sort of like for him to do that and to send it off. It is just, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have smacked him a good few smacks for doing that. Um, and that just griped me all the way through. And it's, there's nothing I can, I suppose at the end bit, there's a little bit of dancing going on and he's all right. But no, I, I, Sorry, I don't don't like this episode. It's in Nothing. the bin for me. Yeah, did you not nothing. like the B, Did you not like the B story at all? I mean, there wasn't much one no. of one, but 
Nah, nah, nothing of it at all, really. I had to watch it twice as well because I lost my notes. And I just sat there. It was almost like, you know, water torture having to go through that again. <laughs> Mind you saying that, I did get hungry. So, so it was... <laughs> well, yeah. I actually, I, I like the episode. Uh, again, this is one I feel like it's on all the time. Every time mm. I turn on MASH, I, I feel like, you know, Private Charles Lamb is on. It's one that people can remember because it's funny. Um I mean, I, I, it's, I didn't think it was fantastic and great, but it's definitely enjoyable. It's one I can watch over and over again. Of course, you know, I so was so mad at, at Frank pretending to be a chaplain when uh, Chapman came in to talk to Confess. Sir, hold on. Sir, there's something I want to get off my chest. Yes? I shot myself. You what? In the leg to get sent back, I, I shot myself. Why, you little scum, you! Shooting yourself! You ought to be shot for that. I thought you'd understand. You're talking to a patriot, buddy. I worship the United States of America, for which it stands, and unlike you, would do nothing to disgrace it. For all the communists in China. You're not the padre. No, I'm not, Senor. Let's have your name and serial number. Um, but I'm glad, you know. I, I know. I don't know if it's true that Frank could get, you know, arrested for impersonating a chap, uh, a chaplain. Yeah, I think uh, he can. But you know, I'm glad that that Hawkeye and Trapper actually put him in his place, so he wouldn't, you know, because the kid realized what he did and that he made the mistake and he's going back out there. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sure it happens a lot. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. So, you know, even though it wasn't, we didn't get huge backstory about this kid and why he did it, uh, I think they got their point across of, you know, that this ha- it's just every day it happens. Yeah. Um, but he knew what he did and he was going back out there and, and Frank just being an ass. I was so glad they put him in his place. Uh, and I love the ending. The whole drunk Henry and drunk Radar and drunk Frank and everyone's dancing and having a great time. And then they do the very last scene where everyone's just kind of passed out and Radar's still bobbing back and forth <laughs> dancing um, with the pole <laughs> da- yeah i mean that's pole that, dancing huh? <laughs> he was uh that was that was really funny um but yeah i enjoyed the episode it's one i can watch again and again so i have no qualms with with radar being you know i have kind of a challenge to you guys now all of you all three of you said that frank was impersonating a priest he was pretending to be a priest but i i don't recall it being that way he was in Father Mulcahy's tent, getting ready to write him a note and, and, you know, chuckling at how witty he is. And the kid came in and started talking right away and just assumed that it was Father Mulcahy. Didn't even give Frank a chance to say, not that Frank would have said, no, I'm not, but didn't give Frank a chance to say, I'm not the priest. He just assumed that Frank was the priest. So I don't think that Frank really impersonated anybody. Yeah, but well, he, my, he does stay on the episode, though, that he um, stayed listening to him. Yeah, my, my thing is Frank could have stopped him at any time and said, no, 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 I'm not the chaplain or I'm not the priest. Yeah. And he didn't. So I think that right there. Well, just is, because somebody assumes that you're somebody else doesn't necessarily. And you, you, Frank didn't really say anything or do anything that could have uh, been interpreted I'm, as him I'm saying, I'm sensing I am the priest. some guilt going on here, Al. I'm sensing that you've done something <laughs> very similar. <laughs> So the, the, oh, you caught me. I think the lack of him saying anything is the crime of not, yeah. you know, of him claiming to be a chaplain. 
the fact that he didn't say anything because he wouldn't have known otherwise. He was in the chaplain's room and this guy walked in assuming that he was the chaplain. Hmm. I also think that once he said, you know, I need, I need this, I need to tell you something. Yes. I think, you know, Frank should have said, well, you know, I'm not the chaplain. Um, and even when he did share that with Frank, it would have been very easy for him to say, look, I thought this person was the chaplain. You can't then write me out about something because this was still under the assumption of confidentiality. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that Frank, Frank knew that's why the guy had confessed in the first place. And now Frank's going to use this against him. So in my opinion, that's where Frank crosses the line. Where Frank yeah. should have thought, you know what? I can't do this because he did this with an assumption that I was the priest, whether I gave him the assumption or not is irrelevant. This was said under that understanding. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, we, of course they didn't have, um, more PD there, but I'm sure had he been there, he would have come to defense of Chapman and said, no, you can't do this because this was the understanding. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a fine line. It'd be interesting to see if it played out. Uh, but the, you know, that's too much drama. It needs to be funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's not until cool the later seasons do we get yeah, that kind right. of drama. That's right. You're right. Until Alan Alden really took over. <laughs> okay, so did anybody notice at the last scene that the Spam lamb had been partially eaten? Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, oh, that's spam. gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love Spam, so. So do I. <laughs> spam <laughs> lamb? <laughs> One of the most unhealthy things, but I don't care. Yeah, I love it. I it's grew up my it. precious. <laughs> yes, well, I'm I'm part Hawaiian, and that's all they eat in Hawaii is spam. They love it over there. I think they should have gone for the tofurkey. <laughs> I'm sure they would have if it was done in the '90s. <laughs> what was all that I just signed? Oh, a paper, sir. What kind of papers were the papers? Uh, well, uh, uh, well, the one paper was uh, to complain that we haven't received the additional paper that we asked for a month ago when we sent in a paper paper, and like that. Like what that? And you also signed an emergency leave oh. for one of the men. Which one of the men? Uh, Private Charles Lamb. Remember any Charles Lamb? Oh, yes, you know him, sir. A short, curly-haired guy. Short, curly-haired? Yes, had to take an emergency leave. Death in the family? Almost. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our behind-the-scenes. I will start us off. Sid Dorfman received a Writers Guild Award nomination for this episode. When Radar is talking to one of his animals near the beginning of the episode, an explosion goes off in the distance, compelling him to say, it's just war. Just before the side effect is heard, there can be heard the voice of a man, possibly the director, yelling, boom. And this was probably to cue Gary Berghoff as the sound effect would have been adding during post-production. <laughs> Again, didn't hear that. I'm going to have to go back no. and listen. Yeah. The name Charles Lamb was not picked at random, Rather, the lamb was named after a late 18th century to 19th century poet writer with the same name. Very cool. And once again, Margaret does not appear in this episode. She was getting her lip waxed. 
Where's Colonel Blake? Henry's not in, Frank. But he is out. Can we help? Just fill this in. I went out of this rotten, stinking army because in 25 dirty words or less. I happen to be here on very serious business. Well, you're a very serious fellow. We're thinking of chipping in to buy you a smile. Actually, you're just as much to blame. Right. Right what? Whatever. I'm so neurotic. Anything you say, you got a good chance of striking guilt. Well, you are just as much to blame. You'll have to sit in the rear of the war. Are you going to deny he was your patient? A little specificity, Frank. I've had a few million patients since I got here. Just last night, I pasted a new liver in my scrapbook. I'm talking about Private Chapman. His wound was self-inflicted. A first-year medical student would be able to detect that. Well, then how did you find out? He told me. Chapman! When? Why? Not five minutes ago. Because he thought I was a priest. <laughs> Slowly, Frank. I was in Father Mulcahy's tent to register a complaint. Get a little dirt on St. Christopher, Frank? I was leaving the good father a note when this Chapman came in on his crutches. And you tripped him. Hold it. So? So nothing. He confessed the fact that he shot himself. And now my duty is clear. You get the rope, Frank. We'll bring the tree. Doing one's duty is not performing a lynching. Frank, look. A lot of kids have made the same mistake. Let him go back and straighten himself out. Nerds. Probably get 10 years. Maybe 20. Oh, I don't think they give you that much, Frank. Me? For impersonating a priest. A priest? I never. Frank, you can fool some of the people some of the time. It's a lie. And you can count on us not to back you up, Frank. Very serious business, this. Posing as a priest. I'll give you the electric pew. One of these days. Boy. All right, it's trivia time again. Uh, here we go. Hawkeye trick burns into buying stock in a fictitious company. Question is, what was the name of the company? Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Uh, sir? Not now, Radar. Uh, it's about the lamb, Colonel. Where is it? <clears throat> well, I don't want you to get in trouble, sir, but, uh, it's been set free. Well, what horse's patoot did that? Um, you did, sir. <clears throat> you gave him a medical discharge this afternoon. Private Charles Lamb? <laughs> Radar, you tricked me. Well, I didn't want to see him killed, sir. I'd rather be barbecued myself with an apple shoved up my face. I gave a discharge to a sheep. He's on his way to Tokyo now. On Bo Peep Airlines. A buddy of mine will reroute him to Iowa to my folks. I've already radioed him. They're expecting him. He could sleep in your room. Your pants will just fit him. I may be losing my mind. Don't fight it, Henry. I've got command on my tail in a hospital full of Greeks waiting for a lamb who's sitting on a plane on his way to Iowa to become Radar's little brother. Henry, you get everybody in the mess tent. Start pumping Uzo into him. Trapper and I will supply you with a lamp. How are you going to do that? Tell him, Trap. You tell him, then we'll both know. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me, at Hawkeye Mids.
You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And you can send us your feedback and, of course, the answers to our trivia questions to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the MASH 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, Direct Download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 podcast. All right, so that's going to do it on this episode. So we had three thumbs up, one thumbs down. You know, can't win them all, Meds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am Kenny. I'm Simon. I'm Rick. And I'm Professor Oregano. <laughs> and we'll be seeing you. <laughs> A spam lamb! Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al, and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to miss my head. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. 
You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make make it it a a Mickey Mickey day. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. All right, so that's going to do it. Mm.